0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 584, Why You Can't Eat Healthier, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there with permission from the websites, of course. Today's post is from regular contributor Leo Babauta, who's a well-known minimalist and is actually typically narrated on my brother's show, Optimal Living Daily. So definitely check out Optimal Living Daily for similar content. So with that, Let's hear his post as we optimize your life. Why You Can't Eat Healthier by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net Most people have a hard time moving to a healthier diet and they don't understand what's going on. I was one of those people. 70 pounds heavier and addicted to junk food, I would often tell myself that I'm going to start a diet and even buy a bunch of new food, only to find myself snacking on chips, grand lattes, cookies, french fries, and more after a few days. Why? Because I use those foods to meet many of my needs and taking the food away meant I had no way of dealing with some difficult things. Food is a coping mechanism for many people and to change our eating habits, we need new ways of coping. Here are some examples of how we use food to cope. We eat when we're stressed. If you change to a healthier diet, how will you cope with stress instead? You need new stress-coping strategies. We also eat when we're sad or depressed. So how can we learn to cope with these emotions in a healthier way? We often eat as a reward, when we've done something good. So what will we do to reward ourselves instead? We eat to socialize. How will we socialize then without food? We eat because we're bored. What new coping mechanism will we use for boredom instead? We eat because we're angry. When we get in a fight, how will we deal with our anger instead of using food? We eat for pleasure. Are there healthier ways to find pleasure instead of using food? And we eat for love. We often equate food with love. Our moms might've given us food lovingly as kids, or our partners used it to romance us. And so eating becomes a substitute for love. Where will we find love instead? All of these and more are real needs. We all need love and pleasure and rewards, and ways of dealing with stress, boredom, sadness, loneliness, anger, and frustration. For many of us, food has become the default way of meeting all of those needs, and we can't just take away the food without finding a healthier replacement. If we do, we'll fall back into our old habits quickly. It has taken me years to figure this out and to slowly build new, healthier habits to deal with all of these needs. But I can honestly say I've done it, and it is possible. Do I still think about food when I'm lonely or sad or stressed? Sure but now I have consciously built up some replacement coping mechanisms that work better for me, and I'm much healthier, leaner, and fitter as a result. Some things that have worked for me, your mileage will vary. One, exercise. This is a great way to deal with stress, boredom, and anger. After a while, a run can also be pleasurable and a reward. Two, meditation. This is an excellent way to deal with all of our emotions. Three, tea, also great for stress, boredom, and anger, but for me, a great reward and a source of pleasure. Four, people, I've learned to get my love from friends and family and to use them as ways of dealing with my tougher emotions by talking with them, working out with them, or simply spending time with them. Five, cleaning, decluttering, mindful sweeping, mindful wiping things down with a rag. These are great ways to mindfully deal with stress, boredom, and anger. And six, solitude. I found solitude a great way to deal with tougher emotions because you learn to work out your problems instead of avoiding them by eating food. And solitude can be used as a reward as well. These are just a few ideas, and what works best for you will be highly personal. The idea is to figure out what you'll do beforehand, before the need arises, or it'll be too late. And then, learn to be aware of these emotional triggers as they happen. When they do happen, very consciously do the new habit instead of the old. It'll take a while to form the new habit, especially as you'll probably forget sometimes. But just remember my mantra, we're all learning. And have patience with yourself. Food has become so many things to us as individual people and as a society. It's how we socialize, celebrate holidays, watch sports, show love, find comfort, deal with pain. And yet that's not always healthy. We are getting fatter and fatter because of this addiction, and it's time we rethink our main strategy for coping and loving. I should also note that the tips I shared with you could be used for other addictions like biting your nails, smoking, drug use, alcohol abuse, etc. We tend to use these behaviors as crutches to cope with our needs, and to beat them, we need to find healthier methods of coping and meeting our needs. You just listened to the post titled, Why You. Can't Eat Healthier by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Dr. Neil again. I agree with a lot of what Leo said. When I've talked about food cravings, for example, I use the same kind of techniques. I've said try and distract yourself with something pleasurable that makes you happy Instead of, let's say, getting that soda or getting that drink of alcohol, find a way to bring yourself some happiness that's not related to that snack or food that you're craving. And if you can distract yourself with something pleasurable for five to 10 minutes, chances are that craving will pass. But the trick is you have to know what you're gonna do to distract yourself before that craving occurs. And that's what Leo was mentioning. You kind of have to have a plan going forward. I often use the example of playing on your cell phone as one of those ways to curb cravings. But the problem is, is if you're also addicted to your phone, let's say, well, then you're just substituting potentially one craving for another. For me, I'm not married to my phone. So for me, if I get a craving, in fact, I've been obsessed with non-alcoholic ginger beer lately, I will pick up my phone and play a game of Solitaire or Tetris instead and realize that yes, sure enough, my craving has passed and now I don't want that not alcoholic ginger beer anymore. So for me, that works. And Leo said, again, this is highly personal. You have to find what's gonna work for you. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's just sitting in silence and meditating. Maybe it's listening to some music. Whatever it is, it's gotta make you happy. It's gotta bring that same kind of level of pleasure, otherwise it may not work. Oh, and don't feel like you need to start all of these things at once. Leo gave us six tips. Just try one tip. See how that goes. If it doesn't work, try a different one. It's okay. All right, that's enough out of me. Before I go though, if you follow us on Instagram, you can see pictures and fun facts about all of us hosts, plus see quotes, participate in book giveaways, and lots more. Just come by Old Podcast on Instagram for all of that. We'd love to see you there. All right, I will be back here tomorrow for our usual Friday Q&A show. So definitely stay tuned for that where your optimal life awaits.